Hey, hello, folks. Dustin Zarni here, Democratic Elections Commissioner in Onondaga County. I'm coming live to you from Texas. I'm actually on a family vacation uh, uh, planned uh, along with the spring break here, but uh, I wanted to uh, do a, a quick update. Uh, a quick, my only content this week will be this Commissioner in a Car uh, podcast talking about New York redistricting. And maybe it won't be so quick because it's pretty complicated about what's going on right now. But uh, let me try to give you as much information as possible about everything we know going forward for uh, New York redistricting on the congressional maps. Um, some background, uh, just because I think it's important for those of you who haven't been following all along, I think it's important to know what the steps of these process have been uh, throughout the last several years, uh, actually throughout the last decade, because this story starts all the way back in 2014. Um, it, actually, it starts back in 2010. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Uh, the last redistricting uh, round in New York was chaotic and, uh, um, and uh, disorderly. It resulted in um, maps in 2012 that were drawn very, very late in the cycle drawn by the legislatures to, at that point there was a Republican Senate and a Democratic Assembly and a Democratic governor uh, under Andrew Cuomo and the the round of that redistricting was so chaotic that it got all parties to agree to a new method to do redistricting in New York that they would actually amend the Constitution of New York and uh, come up with a different uh, method of uh, instead of just having the legislature be the sole drawers of the maps, um, they would have what they were calling an independent redistricting commission. Now, many activists went to court and said that it can't be called independent, and they were right in the ballot language. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to get too far into that. But what it did was it created, they created a constitutional amendment that the voters passed in 2014 to have a 12-member um, uh, redistricting commission that, uh, um, I'm sorry, 10-member redistricting commission that was uh, called the New York State Independent Redistricting Commission. But the term independent is a little different. Those of you who have followed my podcast and my quest for citizen-led independent redistricting in, in Syracuse and Onondaga County, uh, you can see that this is totally different. These are political appointees by the legislative leaders um, from both parties onto the commission. And it's equally balanced. Six Democrats, six Republicans. You have to have seven votes to get a map out. And that was seen as a way to bridge the divide of the uh, legislative chambers that were the Senate was Republican and the Assembly uh, was Democrat uh, back at the time of this constitutional amendment passing in 2014. However, something changed uh, that uh, uh, in, in this uh, balance of power, so to speak, where Democrats were able to take control of the Senate in 2018, having a unified Democratic governor, and I unified as in air quotes for those of you who are watching the, uh, or listening to the podcast as opposed to watching, 
but a unified democratic government in 2018 and it's been that way ever since and not only has it been that way um both both the assembly and senate democratic majorities have expanded to the point where they are uh veto proof or beyond the two-thirds measure and that is very important because part of the um the rules of the independent redistricting commission uh it has to deal with have different rules for whether a chamber is uh whether the legislative uh, body is uh has uh uh, one party in one one body and one party in the other, or uh, both parties uh, being the same in control of both bodies. So let's get into that. So what are the rules of the New York State Independent Redistricting Commission? Well, they were supposed to meet, come up with um, consensus maps, give those to the legislature, and then the legislature would have a chance to either approve or deny those maps. And if they denied those maps, they could then draw their own maps. Um, again, a, a big difference than many other independent redistricting commissions where the, the legislative chambers here wrote into law that they could draw their own maps um, as opposed to, say, the Syracuse Independent Redistricting Commission that uh, if for some reason the Common Council rejected the maps, they had to go back to the Syracuse Independent Redistricting Commission. And what we contend is the same with the uh, redistricting commission with the county um, that the legislature cannot draw those maps that they have to be drawn uh, by the by the commission itself no matter how many times they're rejected so this is a big uh, a big sticking point so what it did also said though is for the legislature to approve any map it would be a simple majority of the legislature if the chambers were controlled by different parties. But since the chambers are controlled by the same party, you actually need a two-thirds vote to approve any map, not reject any map, to approve any map that comes from the New York State IRC. So this sets up where we are today. I'm not gonna to get to where we are today for a second because I do wanna re recap what happened in 2022. In 2022, the New York State IRC um, was unable to come up with consensus maps. They gave two rounds, or first round of map, where they gave two sets of maps, one from the Republicans, one from the Democrats, which the legislature rejected all of those. And then the process was supposed to, that the New York State IRC would then meet again, come up with another round of maps, and then the legislature could decide to keep or reject those they did not meet and so when they did not meet the uh legislature decided that because they were unable to get a second set of maps out of the, a new york state irc they had the ability to draw the maps on their own bypassing that second map um uh you know second map part because the New York State IRC would not meet, the Republicans would not meet with the Democrats to come up with uh, uh, other maps, and thus they were running out of time. So then the legislature drew their own maps. Um, those maps were eventually taken to court, uh, and the the court held that um, in the uh, Senate, 
and in the so the assembly ones were not taken to court at first. It was just the Senate and the congressional ones were taken to court, and then the uh, those ones were ruled by a uh, a judge in Saratoga or was it no Steuben County um, to, to be unconstitutional. And uh, his remedy was since he waited until June or so to rule those unconstitutional or may, his remedy was to have a special master draw the maps for the Senate and the, um, and the uh, Congress. Now the assembly maps were eventually taken to court as well. At first it was just the Senate and the congressional maps. Um, but the assembly maps were eventually taken to court, but because it was taken to court so late, they allowed the assembly maps to stand. Um, and uh, then eventually uh, they had to be redrawn by the New York State IRC after the 2022 election. Now, when those maps were ruled on Constitution for the Senate and Congressional in 2022, uh, the judge appointed a special master to draw the maps and ordered a special August primary um, that, uh, you know, that, that uh, we had to hold um, and uh, that special master drew the maps. However, part of the judge's order, or le la lacking from the judge's order, was that these maps drawn by the special master would be there for 10 years for the rest of the redistricting. In fact, it didn't say anything about that in there. And then in the, uh, in the preceding time after that, the you know, after 2022, the assembly maps were taken to court and the court ruled that they had to, the New York State IRC had to meet and draw uh, new assembly maps for the assembly and uh, that the maps weren't unconstitutional, but the process um, had not, they had not met and had a second round of map drawing. Um, and because of that, uh, the process that was put in place by the voters in 2014 wasn't followed. And so they had to draw new assembly maps and did. Uh, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, um, that is, uh, uh, the, uh, that, that is what happened with the assembly maps. The reason I, I point that out is because we're now in a quandary with the congressional maps. Now the Senate maps and the congressional maps were drawn by the special master. However, uh, Democrats, New York State Democrats, took the, the uh, congressional maps back to court saying that those two maps, those maps were only valid for the two years from 2022 to 2024. There was nothing in the order for it being the entire time and that the New York State IRC should have to redraw there, or at least put in a second set of maps uh, for the congressional districts uh, because they only put in the first set of maps and they never put in the second set of maps uh, back in 2022. And that was part of the reason why the court threw out the congressional and Senate lines was because of the process was not followed. Now, they also threw out the congressional lines drawn by the legislature at that point to be a partisan re. Uh, a partisan gerrymander, and we'll get to that in a second. I know there's a lot of uh, it, a lot of intro here, but I, I wanted to be as uh, thorough as possible. So now, after 2022, Democrats take uh, the the congressional maps back to court, and they win a big ruling uh, late last year 
that said that the congressional maps have to be redrawn um, and that the New York State IRC must submit a second set of maps and let the process play forward. Now, they didn't say that the, the, the legislature has to agree to those maps, only that the New York State IRC, by February 28th, had to submit a second set of congressional maps. You may be asking what happened with the Senate maps. Well, the Senate maps were never brought to court. Um, the Democrats seemed to like the lines on the Senate map uh, that was, came out of the special master. The Republicans never brought that to court. So those Senate maps are in place until 2030, or until 2032. Um, and of course, the assembly maps were redrawn by the New York State IRC and passed by the legislature. So those are okay until 2032. So now we still have the congressional maps. Well, this brings us to where we are today. Uh, last week, uh, the New York State IRC met and came up with a bipartisan agreement for um, maps, uh, a nine to one vote. Uh, of the 10-member body. It just uh, uh, That's something that I don't think a lot of people thought would happen. But the maps themselves have been widely criticized. So they submitted them on February 15th to the legislature. And now the process is that the legislature has to have a vote on those maps and they have to approve them. And it, or, or, I'm sorry, they have to approve them by a two-thirds vote because the Democrats have the... Um, uh, have the assembly chamber and the Democrats have the Senate chamber. So now that provision that was put into the law that if there's a same party in the in the in the chamber, they have to ha get to a two thirds vote to uh, to approve the maps. And that's important because Democrats hold a two thirds advantage in both the um, assembly and the Senate. And now the Republicans have come out very much in favor of this bipartisan map, despite Brandon Williams uh, whining on Facebook and Twitter. Um, the New York State GOP has come out there and said that they're for these maps um, and they're urging their adoption. So that gets them part of the way to the two-thirds, but not, you know, Democrats have a, a, a two-thirds advantage in both chambers. So that's only one-third of the way to getting the votes that they need. So that means that a significant a number of Democrats still have to vote for these maps for them to become um, law. Right now, the legislative chambers are on vacation. Uh, they're on the same vacation that I'm on, you know, the spring break vacation that many school children are on is that week they already planned to take off. Uh, their staff has already planned to take off. Uh, you know, they're not in control of the timing of when the New York State IRC gives the maps. Uh, you know, and I actually don't blame that for them. That doesn't mean that there's not discussions being had. They're off. Uh, they're, they don't have any... Uh, um, they don't have any reason to come back to Albany. So the earliest they'll come back to Albany is Monday the 27th. That's next Monday. At some point, either Monday or Tuesday, they're going to have to have a vote. And uh, so I will, you know, and, and I need to preface that I'm not taking a position on whether they should vote for the map or against the map. That's uh, not my call. I haven't had the time to sit down and, and really go into this. 
I, I do think that there's a lot of problems with the map in some areas. Uh, there's a lot of good things with the map in other areas. Um, but my uh, position was for them to finish this process in a way that won't cause another primary in New York. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think the, that could still be done no matter which way the legislature votes. And I'll explain that in a second. So let me roll out the two scenarios happening um, in next week. So the first scenario is that the legislature votes by two-thirds to accept the maps. If that happens, the governor signs it. Um, the maps that were drawn by the New York State IRC will go into effect immediately. And um, in the petition process that's supposed to start on Tuesday the 28th will go into effect. Um, and maybe the congressional lines aren't finished in the sense of the BOE process uh, until the end of the week or the, end of, in the middle of the next week. But people know what towns that they, they can walk in. They can get lists for that. So on and so forth. They know what the lines are. Um, they'll be able, we'll be able to go through this uh, year without in the next until 2032 without any more changes and people will have the data they need. However, let's say the legislature fails to get the two-thirds majority needed to uh, pass the maps. Again, it's not two-thirds two -thirds to reject. They need two-thirds of both chambers to accept the maps. So if either chamber chamber reviews it it then goes to the legislature to draw new maps now that's where the uh a lot of weird scenarios will come into play um in 2012 when the uh maps were delayed by weeks uh past the deadline uh you know they decided to have the petition period have the number of signatures uh, once the maps were signed into law and that is a, a possibility this time let's say the legislature decides to redraw the maps it takes a couple more weeks we're a couple weeks past the start of petitions for the congressional lines alone they can say okay uh, you know you have three weeks to gather petitions and it's at uh, you know 500 signatures or 700 signatures instead of the 1,250 signatures that you have to get. That is a possibility, and I probably I think the more likely scenario that if the legislature decides to draw the maps, um, then having an August primary, at least on the legislature end, uh, they will come up with a solution that will allow us to continue on with the June primary. The question is, is if the legislature draws maps that a court decides are um, are gerrymandered, uh, what happens then? Well, there's several different uh, changes from 2022 that are going to go into place. More, more the, the biggest change is that there won't be any uh, forum shopping this time around. The Republicans can't go to Steuben County and, and ask a surrogate court's judge acting as a Supreme Court's judge or whatever scenario that's out there to uh, get into this. Uh, they'll have to go to one of the major uh, districts, um, probably to Albany uh, County and, and have 
uh, you know, a, a judge with a lot more experience that can rule on this a lot quicker uh, than what happened uh, a few years back. Um, but even in that scenario, more than likely, but, but if the legislature passes the maps even very quickly um, and, and, and the lawsuit is brought very quickly, we're talking months of, uh, you know, you know, expert witnesses and all of that. It's going to take some time. So even if that happens, we're, the question is, will this result in an August primary? And I think it's more likely the scenario will be that whatever maps the legislature is drawn will be allowed to uh, go forward for this cycle and then be redrawn in the next cycle if that's the case. Um, that's probably what should have happened two years ago. But, uh, you know, there was a, this ruling by Steuben County to, to go to the special master map, and mainly because the, the process wasn't followed. The process is going to be followed this time because part of the process is whether the legislature rejects the map or accepts the map. And um, that, that is part of the process. And, and having a legislature redraw the map is also part of the process. So my gut, and again, I'm not a legal analyst, I've been involved in redistricting, but watching this, watching what happened in other states, you know, more than likely if the Democrats in the legislature draw a map and it is challenged, it will stand for this cycle and maybe be changed for next cycle. Um, that being said, uh, the, the steps, the process for the New York State IRC have been put into place. The question is, is whether the court will decide to say, well, this map is bad, we're going to go back to the special master map, or this map is bad, legislature, you have to draw another map. That, I think, is the question that will be answered in 2026, if the court finds, and I think that's a big if, the court finds that the Democrats put in a gerrymander that is not passing the constitutional language that is in place. Now... There's a lot of ways the legislature can draw the maps, still benefit Democrats uh, on paper, but it not be a constitutional gerrymander. There is a lot of ways for that to happen because partisan gerrymanders, as you remember, may remember, are not subject to Supreme Court rulings. That's only racial gerrymandering. And um, it's, uh, there's still a lot of uh, you know, questions up in the air. So will can we have an august primary i i think it's possible uh if the legislature redraws the map and the court says that the the map is so bad that it can't stand for this cycle that it must be replaced during this election year they can say we're going back to the special master map and then at that point everybody's um it, you know that might be like may or june and it's too late to change it for june so they'll move the primary to august for congress that is still a possibility um i think that's the worst case scenario uh and i have no idea um you know what scenario will come in because i don't know what the legislature is going to do it's up to the legislature now they either have to accept or reject the maps and if they reject the maps they have to draw their own maps and then we have to see what those maps look like um it's going to be, so there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of, uh, you know, up in the air. Um, the, the maps that were provided by 
the New York State IRC are is not determinative. They may not be the map. Now, I want to take a little time in this podcast, and uh, then I'm going to get back to my vacation, to address the ridiculous conspiracy theories that are out there about uh, the New York 22C. Uh, and unfortunately, this was fueled by Dave Wasserman uh, in a tweet and, um, you know, some other, and Brandon Williams has picked up on this. And unfortunately, some uh, left-leaning activists have picked up on this as well. It is ridiculous to believe that the New York State IRC had the John Mannion, Sarah Clee Hood primary in mind when they were drawing those lines. And let me explain why that is ridiculous. Because it goes back to what the New York State IRC is made up of and how they are composed. For one, they're composed between uh, the Democrats and Republicans, you know, equal split. So when the maps went back to them, uh, I've always theorized that the question was going to be how much of a compromise are the Republicans willing to accept to get a bipartisan vote out of it. And in that scenario, Democrats are going to be looking to, to make some districts better. Republicans are going to be looking to make some of their own districts better. And they come up with a compromise. And in the central New York area, you had two competing interests. You had the Democrats wanting to have New York 22 better and the Republicans wanting to have New York 19 better. Um, and New York 19 is, is uh, held by Molinaro. New York 22 is held by Brandon Williams. Everybody believes that Brandon Williams is more vulnerable as a congressional candidate than Molinaro is. And so the I believe the compromise was never about the primary election. I mean, silly to even think about that. That, uh, you know, because uh, well, let's explain, explain what happened. Part of Oneida County was excised out of the district to bring in part of Cayuga County and Cortland County. And the the conspiracy theory is that the, the New York State IRC did this to give John Mannion a leg up because he's stronger in Cuyahoga County, where he used to represent in the state Senate district, and Sarah Lee Hood, his main challenger, uh, is stronger in Oneida County because that's where she won a lot of her votes in the primary two years ago against Frank Cano. But let me explain why that is a silly thing to, to think that that was the primary motivation. Because... If the motivation was for Democrats to make New York 22 better for Democrats, then they had to include the city of Auburn into it. And what they did was they excised the northern part of Oneida. And Republicans had an equal uh, uh, equal amount of motivation to make New York 19 better for Molinaro. Uh, and so getting the northern part of Oneida into Molinaro's district gave him more Republican voters and getting the city of Auburn into the New York 22 gave the Democrats motivation uh, to get more Democratic voters for the general election in there. Uh, and there simply was no other way, no other place to go to get Democratic general election voters for New York 22. Onondaga County is wholly incorporated in New York 22. It's a blue county. And all the counties around, with the exception of Cayuga, are pretty, pretty red counties. Um, and Cayuga is red, but not as red as Oneida. And getting the top strip of Cortland uh, is, again, red, 
more Republican than Democratic, but less than the northern part of Oneida. So the natural thing is, if this horse trading is going on in the New York State IRC, it had nothing to do with the primary, and it had everything to do with the general election. And while there is some perceived benefit to John Mannion, nobody knows. All of Madison County is still in the district. That is was a, a Syracuse stronghold. Uh, a good portion of Oneida County in the Utica area is in the district. Again, that is perceived in this theory as a Syracuse stronghold. Uh, and also, we have to remember that these are two different candidates. John Mannion is different than Fran Canole. Sarah Clee is a different candidate than she was two years ago in the sense of she has a lot more money and uh, more name recognition. To believe that the primary patterns from two years ago are going to hold from the primary patterns of um, this year is just silly. Uh, and especially since, you know, um, the southern part, portion of or the northern portion of Cortland County, none but nobody's represented. That's up for uh, that's up for uh, um, grabs. So I, these silly, silly uh, conspiracy theories may play well on Twitter, but when you look at the facts, they don't bear out. Had nothing to do with the primary. Probably a lot to do with the general. Probably part of the horse trade to make the Republican district in New York 19 a little bit better for Molinaro, and while sacrificing Brandon Williams because a deal needed to be made and it wasn't going to be as good for the Republicans as it was before. That's that's my theory. That's the end of this podcast. I'm going to get back to my vacation. Um, I am uh, on vacation this week, so no more content for me this week. Uh, but starting next week, I'll be trying to get back on my regular schedule of a commissioner in car, a Zoom with Zarni, and a... Uh, uh, weekly walk each week. Uh, but until then, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, it, village elections are happening in March in Fayetteville, Man, uh, Manoa, and Manlius. Uh, lots of my next week's commissioner and car will be talking about village elections um, and, and, uh, and what's at stake, including some weird propositions that are on the ballot. Uh, and then, uh, you know, my Zoom is already next week. My guest has not been yet uh, identified, but it will be soon. Uh, and then my weekly walk, at some point, I will finally get to my DustinZarney.com uh, year two. Uh, um, uh, you know, I have the stats together for that, but I just haven't had a chance to write it. So that's all we got. Uh, early voting by mail is available for early uh, for villages. Go to OnVote.net. And uh, to get your application, and also the the April second primary, the presidential primary, the zombie primary, is on. Um, you know, and I'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that after we get by the March fourth um, Super Tuesday elections, and we'll get an idea of really who's in the primary uh, for for New York. All right, thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your day. And I'm going to enjoy this beautiful sun. Sorry, Central New York. I know it's a little cold up there right now. I'm going to go out and enjoy this beautiful sun with my family. Bye-bye.